0: How come the company sent us a goddamn robot? All I can think of is they must have wanted the alien for the weapons division. it has been protecting it right along. Welcome back. Or oh, sorry, hold on, scratch that. Hello. Welcome to the Knife Party, where we leave it all on the cutting floor. I am, of course, your host, Zach Evergreen. Yeah, you can find me on my all my socials with at Zach Evergreen, and you can email me your questions, comments, complaints, and criticism to knifepartypod at yahoo.com, because I keep it old school. Today we are finally talking aliens, so if you like the making of and you like the new format, boom, let's right get into it, shall we? My notebook is falling apart. Uh, okay. So this whole movie takes place in two locations. It takes place on the Nostromo. Um, and then the beginning, or sorry, mid-act one, um, it takes place on LV-426. And uh, LV-4216 is not named. Um, they, Like I said, just later on, we learn that that's its name. Um, So everyone on the Nostromo, which is a giant spacecraft, and it's carrying 20 million tons of ore. And uh, these space truckers, if you will, they they get a percentile of it. They call it shares in this movie. Um, and they're awakened. They're on their way back to Earth, by the way. And uh, they get an unknown distress uh, distress call and are woken by Mother, who's the AI for the ship. And uh, like I said, the company is weyland Utani, but they just call it the company in this movie. And that's who... Uh, that's who owns them. So later on, we learn in Alien Lore that weyland Utani goes out and gets a bunch of materials and then uh, starts terraforming worlds. In fact, their slogan later on is building better worlds. Uh, we don't know anything about that. In fact, the nice Weyland-Yutani W-O-Y symbol is replaced with the Purina symbol in this, which is kind of odd, but there you go. I don't know if Ridley Scott really liked his dog and or something. I, I am not sure. So uh they awake from hypersleep um and they're very confused why they're not you know not next to Earth and uh they you know they, they have this this uh, distress call from another planet and mother the AI uh wakes them up it's it's in the, the company's best interest to explore and so whenever they get a distress call, guess what? They have to go down and investigate, which I think is bad policy because there's no space marines in this movie. And they had bombs and knives and sharp sticks, but these guys don't. Uh, in fact, when they scavenge for weapons later on, it's, it's pretty pathetic. Um, so yeah, they are contractually obligated to investigate this distress signal. Um, now, the ship is damaged uh, when they land. They, they, you know, they can't. When they descend down to this planet, this alien planet, uh, the ship gets damaged, and this makes Parker and Brett have to work to fix it, while uh, Kane, Dallas, and uh, Lambert they have to uh, they actually have to go down and investigate, right? And let's see, they go. Oh yeah, so uh, Kane's curiosity causes him. To get attacked by a facehugger, so they go into the spaceship that looks like a croissant. It looks really cool. It looks like a, like a really. I'm not gonna say steampunk, but it just looks like biomechanical. And they go in, and uh, you know they're they're investigating it, and then you know they go to this egg room, and you know Kane makes contact with these eggs, and uh, the eggs have they look like if if uh, they look vaginal, but instead of just being one. I don't wanna say slit, <laughs> oh man um, they're cross shaped, <laughs> shaped like a plus sign, mm. and when he touches it, you hear like a little spark, and uh it lights up, and you see these like uh, this oil dripping upward, it's like defying gravity, and then uh the egg opens up. <laughs> And then it, you see this like brain mucus membrane thing, and then you know it flies out, and it. Do you guys like my sound effects? Anyway, uh, this this monster flies up and, and attaches to uh, the face shield of the spacesuit on on Kane's spacesuit, and um, he you know grabs it and falls down, right? And uh, uh, this thing looks like a spider, like a giant giant spider with a tail. And we kind of only get a glimpse—a uh, glimpse of it. We don't see too much of it, right? So uh, this thing is later referred to as the face hugger, but here they just call it the um, organism. So they have to book back to the ship, right? And Dallas, the captain, is uh, in the airlock, and he's ordering to open it. And uh, you know, so you know, he's in the airlock of of uh, the Nostromo, uh, Nostromo and uh, he's, you know, open it, let us in, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ripley, being the smart one, goes, no, quarantine, 24 hours. And then, you know, Lambert goes, he's not going to be alive for 24 hours. Ah. We hate her, by the way. If you like her in this movie, you know what? Good on you. I hate her. I hate the way she looks. I hate how skinny she is. That bitch needs to quit smoking and eat some hamburgers. Like now? Well, I mean, not now. I don't. I saw actually a picture of her. Uh, I don't know if it was recently, but it was in IMDb, and she doesn't look that bad for when that picture was taken. I don't know if she's deceased or not. I, I I would have read that in notes. Um. Oh, the alien is deceased though. The guy, the guy who plays him. So you know, rest in peace, dude. And he died really young too. But most people that are huge die young. Uh. Anyway, I digress. So, you know, Ash eventually opens the door despite Ripley's. Um, concerns. And she's not happy with that. Um, Now, while they're on the planet, I I failed to mention, there's a great scene between uh, Ripley and Ash. She's like, you know what? This doesn't seem like a distress call. This seems like a warning. And Ash replies, "Um, uh, you know, uh, what's the point? they'll know if it's a warning by now or not. We don't have enough time, right? So that's that's not good at all. So already, you know, you kind of kind of getting a little sinking feeling that he's going to be our heel. He's going to be our heavy. And uh, the uh, the hooker puts Kane into a coma and feeds him oxygen while it incubates him and uh, Dallas and Ash are going to try to remove it. So in doing so, they they get these space cutter things it's kind of like a uh, you know it's it's like a little laser s- uh, scalpel or something and they go to cut it off and when they do they're like they're, they're not even sure they're like hey you know if we take this off it might kill him because it's feeding him oxygen um but it definitely shouldn't be on his face oh and so when they when they first what they do is they cut open the the face mask and, and the helmet goes and cracks open like an egg, which is kind of cool. And it's got like this yolk all around it. Um, this, uh, or not yolk? It, it has like this, it looks compromised, but it's, it, instead of being like, you know, oxygen or whatever. And, and it's not just like his face. And then, and then the, the windshield or the face, you know, um, it's like filled with this, this solid white, uh, it kind of looks like drywall. But, you know, organic drywall, if there is such a thing. And they don't know what to do, so they they decide to cut it uh, with this cutter on the knuckle. And uh, this is no good because, well, the alien has concentrated acid for blood, right? Uh, so when when it, it cuts, a couple of drops go down, and uh, then it starts... Sh- yeah, it bleeds. Concentrated molecular acid is is uh, is how it's worded here, and it goes through one level of the ship, and there's only a few drops now, and then it keeps going. It goes to another one, so all the crew they they panic and they they chase after it, and they they go to all the levels to see when it stops, and uh, it finally does stop, and uh, they put their pen in it, and uh, you know they're like, ooh, concentrated acid for blood. You dare not want to kill it. And remember, this is only a couple of drops, so the, the, this thing is, is pretty deadly. So Ash becomes obsessed with the organism, as he calls it. Uh, he finds that it has a very fast metabolism, and it's constantly replacing its cells with silicone, and it's very light in color, right? And later on, we'll, we'll talk about the color change, but this actually has uh, a, uh, a, a good reason, you know? So... Ash is totally obsessed with this thing and, and you know, he's he's the science officer, so he gets to decide what to do it. Um now, out of nowhere Ash calls up the uh Dallas and he says, um, hey, you know what? You need you need to get over here and see Kane. And uh Dallas is like, What why? And he said he says, uh, you know what, it'd just be simpler if you just come and see it. Right? So uh you know Kane's like sitting there sitting up and um, it, there is no face the face hooker is gone right so uh, uh, they have to they have to go find it and they use these little like laser things they're, they're kind of like a they're about the size of a ruler so they' about a, a you know foot long and they they have these little poiky thingies on it and uh, we have our first jump scare when it falls on Ripley and then you know uh, they it's it's dead essentially, and they touch it and it moves, but it's just like its nerve reaction, um, and so uh, kind of like when a spider dies, it kind of does that fold up thing, which is really creepy. I hate spiders, not as much as Jonathan Fallon, but I, I really do hate spiders. Shout out to Jonathan Fallon, on AF, um, your source for you know action figure collection. He better be shouting me out, man. I swear to God, if he's not, you guys you guys tell him that that he needs to be. I need advertisements here. I need groundswell. So um, it's dead. And then they do like kind of a a little autopsy on it. They're kind of, you know, checking it out and everything. And Ripley wants to jettison in space. And uh, Ash goes, absolutely not. It's coming with us. Right. So then um, Dallas basically says, you know, this is Ash's decision. He's our science officer. And there's, you know, nothing we can do about it. Uh, Ripley confronts, um, confronts Ash and is like, you know, w- w- you know, what what the hell, man? Like, why did you, why did you, uh, not follow quarantine? You know, why did you supersede my order? And, um, you know, she says, or he says, like, you know, it, it, Kane wouldn't have made it if, if we waited 24 hours. Um, but, uh, you know Kane is uh bouncing around and and feels okay he he says uh uh you know that uh, he has one hell of a hangover and he felt like he was smothering you know um anyway then Ripley talks to Dallas and uh she's like you know you know Ash says this what the hell is going on uh, do you know him have you ever flown out and uh Dallas says no he was a last minute replacement um you know, at the, at the very last minute. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, now the repairs are done on the ship so they could take off and get back to hypersleep. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, so they're, you know, they're going to do that. So, uh, you know, Kane is still comatose for a moment and then, uh, they're about 10 months out, but now Kane is bouncing around and, uh, Dallas goes, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy us all dinner before we go to sleep. Um, you know, so that way they can they can have a meal, and I I don't know if cryosleep makes you hungry, but apparently it's you know they're, they're gonna have breakfast, and then I think if I press this button. <laughs> What happened to this guy when he was in the back of his stomach's hamatitis? Toil, 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 toil. Maybe a rubbing bacon. That's <laughs> it. Felling coconuts and it. 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 pineapple. Coconut uh, the first thing that I'm gonna do when I get back is to get some decent food. You get a it, man. I'm tell you, I haven't eating first food, nigga, but... Then I'll taste it better, you know what I'm saying, the other one over there. You pound down the stuff like you I'd rather be eating something else, but... Right now, I'm taking food. Uh, you, know, you just know you know what it's made of. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dad. I don't want to talk about what it's made of. I'm eating this. <laughs> what's the matter? The food ain't that what's bad, on, baby. Okay? <laughs> you chill for What's, what's, wrong? Wrong? <laughs> what's wrong? What? What's oh, hey! hey! what's going on? <laughs> 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 So I ripped that movie clip, obviously. So, uh, yeah, sorry for all the other stuff in that clip that is continuity error. So we have one down. Five to go. Um, This thing, the chest buster, uh, is about the size of, like, a wine bottle. And it's um, got, like, our kind of skin tone. So um, while they're sitting there, Ash, or sorry, Ash, sorry, Kane starts convulsing and, uh, you know, they, they think he's having a seizure, so they kind of hold him down, and then all of a sudden, blood just goes, and just, like, all over the place, and especially especially on Lambert, which I love, because I do not like her whatsoever, and, uh, God, she's hateable, and then when it starts emerging, you see this, like, long tail, and then, you know, they're just kind of, there's a moment of, like, brief silence, and then the thing just tears ass, just runs off, and, um, you know, the crew is like, what the fuck? And uh, Kane's down for the count. Um, he's been imploded. Yeah, I think imploded is the right way. He's got a fucking hole in his chest. He's dead, okay? All right, enough, enough. I don't want to hear it. So uh, uh, then uh, the crew is is really freaked out, and uh, they scavenge for weapons, and they're very primitive. Uh, they have a, a motion tractor a tr- tractor. a motion tracker that that works off of uh air density or changes in air density. So, it's not like the ones in the later ones that kind of look like a, a a cell phone that go bloop 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 or or actually it looks like my zoom recorder, believe it or not. Looks kind of like it. It's like a handheld device. This one's not. This one's like kind of like a, a you carry it like a suitcase and then it has a it has a a antenna coming out and it goes <laughs> when you move your hand, but they also have a tracker on Dallas, Um, or they, you know, they they have these other visual trackers that look like Pac-Man, kind of, kind of like Pac-Man, and then they make these cattle prods, and uh, they have a couple of nets, so uh, you got to catch them all, Pokemon! Made a Pokemon reference in the last one, I thought I would follow up with this one, Um, and the idea is to catch this thing and jettison in the airlock. Finally, Kane's on board. Well, at least we think. We're not sure. He doesn't really comment on it. But Dallas wants to get rid of this fucking thing, right? Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're searching, right, uh, for this thing. And then we have our jump scare with Jonesy the cat, right? And we haven't even really been introduced to Jonesy the cat till now. Uh, Jonesy's pretty cute. He's a little orange tiger kitty. Um, sad to think that it's dead, but it is. I mean, unless it's a vampire kitty, which would be fucking awesome. And I would probably not saying vampire kitty would be better than this movie, but it would be kind of cool. Vampire kitty coming soon. Starring Will Smith rated R for regressed. Cause there's another R word I was going to use, but I don't want to get canceled. So there you go. Um, so that's our another jump scare scene. So we have two jump scares in this movie which I I don't think there's a lot of them in these movies. It's not like in the early 2000s where there was a jump scare every other second. Um but anyway, there you go. And then Brett is is going to go find the cat and here's why he does. It's not for stupid reasons like go find the cat. It's because the cat might set off the trackers again uh and and you know that wouldn't be good because then it'd be just chasing a cat plus a monster and you you kind of want to know what's what. So they, uh, he goes to find it and put it in its little like travel kitty box. Right. And this leads, uh, Brett to, he's calling, you know, Jonesy here, stupid cat. And then we get our first kill with the fully formed Xenomorph. So, uh, he's in this room and there's all these chains. It's uh, probably in the lower decks and they're clanking together. And we have, uh, you know, this, this water dripping down and, and Brett is, you know, looks kind of exhausted and freaked out and, he lets some of the, he takes it off his hat and lets some of the water drip on his face. And he's like, oh, man, you know, oh, shit. And uh, then behind him, if you look carefully, you could see the xenomorph kind of emerge. It, it kind of uh, uh, descends down and then goes pr- uh, to a crouch position and slowly gets up. And we actually get to see the monster for the first time. And we're like, oh, holy shit. It looks like different. So remember I was telling you that Ash says that it's replacing its cells with silicone with its, uh, its really fast, metabolism well i guess when silicone get hardens it turns dark i remember seeing um i don't know if it was a movie or maybe it was in the dark quest comic books but when it uh, whatever atmosphere it's in it evolves to be in that atmosphere and whatever creature it kills it kind of mimics that creature hence in like alien 3 why it's a dog because it takes over a german uh rottweiler rottweiler and they call it the dragon and it runs on all fours and it can like run on the roof and shit um well I, this one can run on the roof too i'm pretty sure you we don't see it but we, we do you know later on we know that in the alien series they can defy gravity basically um but this one uh crouches down and then uh, attacks him from behind and uh, we get this well first he he being brett notices you know this is why he's distracted and doesn't notice there's a giant xenomorph behind him and that we could call it alien or xenomorph, whatever, but it's referred to as xenomorph later on in the series, so I'm just going to call it that. Um, and uh, he notices, like, this, it looks like rattlesnake, like, shed shedding of skin, and that is the chest buster. So this thing grew pretty freaking fast, you know, because uh, now it's, you know, six foot 10, maybe seven feet tall. It's huge. It towers over Brett, and uh, Brett's, like, looking in awe, like, oh, shit, you know, and then you see the uh, mandible come out and, you know, splat and he makes like a a really evil noise and then we see jonesy the cat watching with a disconcerned look on his face the cat i hope my cat doesn't give me that look when when you know a monster finally kills me um i don't live in vallejo anymore so you know that's probably not going to (laughs) happen but anyway two down four to go Okay, so then the crew is like, all right, we need to fucking do something, and it must be using the air ducts to kind of move around and uh, maneuver throughout the ship. And uh, Parker has this theory, and uh, Ripley puts together some um, three flamethrower units. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, why didn't you use that in the beginning? I mean, not that they had a chance to kill it, but still, why didn't you use it in the beginning? If you had these, why have these cattle prods because they even say in the movie when uh, before when they're when they're making these these gathering some weapons, they go. Uh, uh, it's like a cattle prod. It won't kill it, but it'll give it a hell of an incentive. So maybe Ash was against. I don't know. They don't really go into it. I just I hate it in movies when it's like clearly this was your standard operation procedure of uh, of of self preservation in the first place. That doesn't that doesn't matter at this point. So at least now they kind of they kind of wised up. And um, yeah, so they have these three flamethrower units now. Uh, Dallas, because he's the captain, is going to uh, uh, brave the uh, the uh, air ducts. Did I say airlocks? I meant air ducts. And. Then there's a scene where we can hear like it closing in on him, and the scene's really cool because you only see Dallas a couple of times in these air ducts, and, and they're really not that big. They're super confining. They look like maybe they're three and a half, maybe four feet tall. No, no, probably like more like three and a half, because he's like crawling on his uh, knees and hands, or not knees, but he's his knees are bent, so he's he's like in a crouched position and kind of moving around like that with this, you know, with his flamethrower and his and his uh, uh his tracker thing. And he's got his headset on, and you know Lambert starts freaking out. Oh, it's right That's my best Lambert impression. And then Alien pops out and goes ah, and it has his hands out like this. Like, like, have you ever seen that meme of the black kitty where, uh, or or the cat where the guy goes boop and the cat goes ah? It's exactly that. Uh, I know it. You know you've seen this meme. Don't even lie. You know you you. Double tap to give it a heart. I know I did. So, yeah, anyway. Um, So uh, he's murdered by the alien. Jump scare. And, um, yeah, anyway. Three down. Three to go. And there's a funny quote in here uh, that Parker says. He goes, uh, no Dallas, no blood, no body, nothing. Just this. And he puts down the flamethrower. This is the exact quote almost verbatim used in Terminator. Which I think Hawkins says. I'm gonna rewatch that movie. Don't worry. That that movie is coming. I I want to review that movie so bad. We're reviewing Alien right now. But uh, yeah, that, that episode's coming. You just you know, hold on to your butts. That's my Jurassic Park reference. Um so now Ripley confronts Ash. Uh, and Ash is having none of it right so uh ash tries to murder ripley with a porno magazine um let me explain (laughs) so they get in a scuffle he rips out some of her hair he rolls up a magazine when he tosses her around a little bit and he does toss her around quite the bit and she puts up kind of a struggle but you know she's caught off guard and then when she's laying there she's taking like very labored breaths and he shoves the magazine down her throat and tries to uh murder her that way which i mean blocking the airway is a good idea but i mean strangling her is a a better idea i don't know maybe not maybe because she's reaching for her face instead of kicking it's a better i don't know i've never murdered anybody that i know of back to the movie so uh uh you know she is um you know she's she's in distress and then Parker comes and saves the day. He bludgeons Ash was a fire extinguisher like 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 tons of times and then Ash starts like freaking out and having the seizure and going rah, 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 rah. That's really the noise he makes. Rah, 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 rah. And then um, you know, uh uh finally it there's oh Ash's blood, because he's a synthetic, is all white and I'm pretty sure they use milk in it. They mix it with something. Uh, but it's it's clearly, clearly a dairy product of some sort, right? And then uh, if I press... I think if I press this button. How come the company sent us a goddamn robot? All I can think of is they must have wanted the alien for the weapons division. it has been protecting it right along. Parker, will you plug it in? Um, I don't know why. Because he may know how to kill it. Ash, can you hear me? Ash! Yes, I can hear you. What was your special order? You read it. I thought it was clear. Four, priority one. All other priorities rescinded. There's a damn company. What about our lives, you son of a bitch? I repeat, all other priorities are rescinded. How do we kill it, Ash? There's got to be a way of killing it. How, how do we do it? You can't. That's bullshit. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. You admire it. I admire its purity. A survivor. Clundered by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Look, I've heard enough of this, and I'm asking you to pull the plug. Last word. What? I can't lie to you about your chances, but... you have my sympathies. All right, and then Parker just straight up flame flower, uh, flame thrower, flame throwers. Uh, him and and he's he's all messed up now. This effect looks really good because the head is just kind of chilling on a table, and it's you know fake and wobbly. And then they cut, you know, when they activate it, like by putting these like little, like lo- looks like jumper cables, but they're tiny. And uh, then all of a sudden it switches to the head and then, you know, uh, Ash is actually talking. It's actually his face and everything else like that. And then you have an arm that's like hanging, hanging out in the background and it's moving around too. Um, I, that's got to be someone else's arm. I mean, there's no way he could have contorted like that. But anyway, yeah, it's a very cool scene. Um, besides the dinner scene, it's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Well, I don't know. The Brett death scene is pretty cool. Either way, so now they're like, "What are we gonna do? Let's get the fuck off the ship." You know what? Screw, this is not worth it. Are you know we're gonna die? And uh, you know what? Too for a big ship, they really make this claustrophobic. Uh, this is like actually a haunted house in space kind of thing, because um, the ship looks huge, and if it's it's tugging that much ore, you know, but but it doesn't really seem huge. But the the cool effect about that is is they make it seem like the that the alien is, is just one step ahead. It knows exactly where they are. So no matter where they go in this giant ship, they're all, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to escape this. You know, death is imminent. Um, so the, uh, the crew loads up on the lifeboat, but then Ripley needs to find the cat. This is the stupidest fucking thing she does in the whole movie, nay, in the whole series. And she, I just realized this. She does this in Aliens with Newt. But at least that's a person, a child. This is a cat. Now, no offense to Josie, and 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 don't get me wrong, every time there's a fire, you know, I, and, and I'm always like, did the cats make it? Did the dogs make it? I really don't care about how many people died in it. Well, I mean, I do, but to a lesser extent. Um, But still, dude, if I, I'm leaving that cat, oh, unless it was little ravens, because I love my little girls. Um, I'd probably brave it. Okay, you know what? I take that back. It's not the stupid. It's foolish, but it's not stupid. And for uh, being kind of a uh, a militant, cold-hearted woman—or not cold-hearted, but just like very, you know, structured and and tough and stoic— one would think that she wouldn't do this. But anyway, so they have to find it. So Lambert and Parker go to find it, and this is where uh, we get a scene where. Um, uh, Parker is, is being, being held down and, and by the alien. And we see, you know, with it's doing its jaw thing. And then, you know, it's kind of all in your imagination. We see blood and then we see the, the tail of the alien go up Lambert's, uh, um, left, no, right leg, right leg. And it's got its little, uh, talon hook thing. And then we hear her scream and you can only assume where that thing went. I t- I warned you about what this movie's about, didn't I? All right, um, I, this movie's like forty. Wait, yeah, this movie's forty three years, forty four years old. So you you probably already knew that, and you probably already seen it. But then again, you might be you know a Gen Zer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's a lot, um, and you haven't seen this movie. Then you know, I mean, shit, it came out before I was born, and I've seen this movie a billion times. Um, anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, now, now, uh, Ripley needs to go find, uh, the cat. And this is where that deleted scene where Dallas isn't dead, but he's, he's all cocooned. Um, I watched the, uh, 20th century or sorry, 20th anniversary edition. Um, I bought it at the warehouse. I don't know if you guys remember the warehouse, but it was like tower records. Um, you know, and it they sell like movies and CDs and a lot of porn. Because I remember I worked there for a minute, and there was a lot of porn. Um, did some of that porn end up in my house that was returned? Maybe. I think the uh, statute of limitations is uh, up on that. So I'm going to answer yes. Don't worry, not too many. Just, you know, a few. Wicked Entertainment. All right. Anyway, enough, enough about <laughs> enough about my sexual proclivities. Uh, so Ripley um, initiates the self-destruction system, right? Um, but then she, you know, she needs to, uh, cause she does that when they're looking for the guy. Now she needs to turn it off and she can't. And, you know, she's, she's turning off the cooling, uh, uh, or turning back on the cooling to the reactor. So it doesn't blow up. And, uh, it's like, you know, this is T minus da 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 minutes. And she's, you know, pissed off cause she, she thought, she had it in time and she's yelling at mother. She goes, mother, you bitch, which is "um, you bitch is is uh, her catchphrase in the first two movies, I guess, even though it's only two words. So she tries to cancel or overwrite it uh, because of the cat and the alien is now observing the cat and it's in its little carrier. And uh, uh, we get a cool little shot of that. And I don't know if this was setting up for a sequel, like maybe it lays an embryo in the cat or not. Um, we don't know. Uh, in Aliens, it doesn't really matter because we only see Jonesy in one scene when Burke comes in. <laughs> God, Burke is such a dick. Um, anyway, so uh, she gets the cat and she's uh, driving out, uh, like flying out to the lifeboat and it's like, you got one minute left kind of thing, you know? And so uh, she gets in the lifeboat and they take off and, you know, we get some, some uh, uh, you know, music and everything else like that and you see the flash, and the thing just explodes, and she barely makes it out. And now she's doing her, uh, she, it, it. There's like a elapseus of time because we see her in her gravity-defying underwear, and uh, she's you know saying the whole crew. Oh yeah, I forgot to ring the bell. So now there's only one, and that's Ripley. Um, sorry about that. I can't retroactively put that bell in because, like I said, I like r- live radio. Even though this is an on-demand radio, it's still live. That's why I don't do edits. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because I'm technologically regressed. And I like natural reactions. A heavy, heavily edited podcast kind of. I can hear all the jumps. Don't get me wrong. We do this in Slamrock Radio. I forgot to plug that. Yeah, listen to me on Slamrock Radio if you want some uh, levity and uh, some jokes and some news and shit we find on Craigslist misconnections. Connections. Um, anyway, yeah, so she's giving her final report. Before she enters into crowd sleep, she's like, you know, this is Eleanor Ripley, lieutenant of the Nostromo. Uh, my crew was murdered of, you know, uh, Dallas, Brett, Kane, Ash, Lambert, and Parker, I uh, didn't make it, and, um, you know, I'm jettisoning back to Earth, and this is roughly like, signing off, you know. And then when she she puts the kitty cat in <laughs> its own little cryo chamber, which is pretty funny, uh, and then, uh, then, you know, you see the background move, and the alien has been hiding there uh, the whole time. And we don't know if it notices her or not. It probably does. But maybe it knows that, hey, you know what? This bitch is dead. So I'm going to do the serial killer horror movie thing where I'm just kind of like slowly just make my way over there and terrorize the shit out of her instead of like, you know, jumping out and being stealthy. Well, she she stealthily makes her way into the uh, spacesuit, And the whole time she's kind of like singing or humming something to herself. And, and it's kind of hard to hear. Uh, it kind of sounds like Hush Little Baby, but it's not. Um, She's kind of like, you know, just muttering or singing this song to herself and she gets a harpoon and then she uh, straps herself in. So she won't. uh... By the way, Sigourney Weaver isn't she she reminds me too much of my mom. But I mean, had this been anyone else, it is a very sexy scene because, like I said, this underwear defies gravity and we get it like, you know, like uh, basically get to see the nipples. But uh, yeah, like I said, that's kind of weird because she does kind of look like my my young mother in a way. And so, yeah, that's gross. Let's not talk about that. Yuck. Um, and then she uh, opens up the uh, uh, the bay door and um, shoots the alien with said harpoon. And um, the alien's trying to hold on, and it does. You know, it's 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 not letting go. It's way too strong. And uh, she's being held in only by these these uh, security facets. Basically, think about fuck. I said basically. Damn it. All right, drink. Okay, um, and it tries to crawl back in the ship and you see it go into the um, the right afterburner and then, uh, you know, she hits the, you know, and the afterburners turn on and you see it get fried and it shows it like not once, not twice, but three times like getting hit with this uh, plasma fusion like pro- projection device and then it's like, ah, and it flies away. And uh, then it cuts to a scene of her in her cryo sleep chamber, but now this time the cat's on her. And uh, yeah, she goes into the, the hypersleep plot and, and credits. And that was Alien. And I, like I said, it gets a ninety-nine percent on the uh, uh, the Fried Green Tomato meter. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me put some. And uh, thank you for listening to The Knife Party. And my socials, once again, is at Zach Evergreen. And you can hit me up at knifepartypod at yahoo.com because I keep it old school for any suggestions, comments, complaints, and criticisms. And as, as always, be kind. Rewind.